in episode 138. Like there was a time where I only believed it was a fetish and I would like actually try to like introduce it that way. But then like I would incorporate it or try to incorporate it into like the bedroom and it wouldn't ever really work because I didn't even really like sex in the first place. That is like the essence of fetishization. Sexual energy is like the easiest way to move to make that magic happen basically to to charge this thing that exists outside yourself that you're trying to reach a certain outcome from everybody under the trans umbrella has gender euphoria that's why we do it like right, right. so so who whose gender euphoria is like better than another is like that's that's such like a dick fight you know like what what does it even matter the difference is like what we do with that energy. Now that's Eris returning for part two of my curious conversation with them, where in this episode, we talk about sex, fetishes, gender euphoria, and a whole lot more. Have I piqued your interest yet with those intro clips as well as last week's part of my curious convo with Eris? Well, this is part two and the conclusion of my curious convo with them. And in my opinion, it's just as good, if not better. So... You ready for part two? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross, yes, podcast, which is Elm here, so. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Cross, yes, podcast. The podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, the cross dressing OG gangsta and transgender host who will be your guide into this stupidly complex but fun and wild world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Support me by going across yaspodcast.com and click on either our Patreon links to enjoy bonus extra content, or if you have commitment issues like some of you, send me one-time monetary tips or donations by clicking on the Ko-Fi donation button that can also be found there on the sidebars. Also available on the website is the link to our Cross Yas confidential Discord where you can chat with me, Eris and other wonderful Cross Yas listeners for necessary added support. And finally, if you enjoyed Eris's story and have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender related, but you're a chicken. Not like an actual literal chicken, but you're a chicken as in too frightened to come out because you're thinking Giselle. No one wants to hear what I have to say. Do they? Well, bok bok. Duh. You know me. The OG gangsta cross-dressing fool. The answer is obviously allowed frickin yes people do want to hear your story i promise you they do so let's get you talking about yourself hit me up giselle at crossyaspodcast.com dm me on instagram at crossyaspodcast or chat me up on discord rochi underscore mochi pound 7325 i cannot wait to hear from you you chicken head just kidding back with part two and the conclusion of my curious convo with eris Last week, we learned plenty about Eris, including that they had two bouts with cancer. The first time around caused the loss of a leg, while the second stint with cancer caused Eris to have a stoma bag that stuck out of Eris's stomach. So Eris suffered, and it had a detrimental impact on Eris, especially their gender, so much so that they chose not to deal with it until now. But luckily, Eris is cancer-free today, and in this episode, you'll hear Eris talk about their fetishes, dysphoria versus euphoria, and even their eBay store, where you can find all sorts of stuff that Eris will go into more detail in this episode. Eris' store, Inconstant Avatar, can be found by going to the website inconstantavatar.com, that is spelled I, 
I-N-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-A-V-A-T-A-R. Basically spelled how it sounds, Inconstant Avatar, which when you go there, it will redirect you to Eris's eBay store called Inconstant Avatar. I'll have the link available on the crossyaspodcast.com website, as well as in the show notes for this episode. But as a bonus treat, if you stay tuned, Eris tells you a special code to put in when you shop on the Inconstant Avatar store. I also provide the code at the end of the episode for those of you who miss it, but Eris in this episode was a delightful guest. A real gangsta, if you ask me. And without further ado, I'll just get into the episode so you can understand why I say that. But here it is, episode 138, and the conclusion of my curious conversation with Eris. Enjoy. Earlier you did talk about your attraction or your sexuality mm-hmm. and it was what was it again ghost <laughs> or the, the the guys from cocoon I, I don't know which part yeah or not non-binary well, uh demi sexual oh, yeah if i'm what does that mean even using it right uh, it's where like you basically aren't interested in sex until you can have a like mental connection with somebody but even then i don't know if i'm interested in sex so okay are you a are you are you asexual then? Maybe someone if you said, maybe okay. it's not what I go for. I don't. Uh, my I mean I I have like sexual fantasies, but they're pretty abstract. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not big on like bodies, and like I think I I know like people's bodies are gross, and I kind of take the Tibetan Buddhist line on that that I. I, I like I self-contain. I'm not a person that really likes to be touched and I don't like to intrude on others with touch. Um, I, I, I definitely have been in situations where, you know, you, you become attracted to another person and you try to meld bodies with them. Um, but I, I truly do think that's because we are recognizing again like the same soul in another person and literally trying to like merge those souls um but as far as just like animal carnage i'm gonna go out to the jungle and find something to fucking kill like that's never been me gotcha gotcha um i would i I mean i only ask that question also because i always wonder um you know, as, as you were younger, was this ever a sexual kink or fetish for you, right? Which is the question, question that yeah, I proposed uh, to guess. So that's, that's, a, that's a very loaded question. Um, so Obviously. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so okay. The, let me there, the, so first of all let's let's let the short the short answer here let let me give like a a basic thing which is that like i have never fetishized like trans people like you know like mm-hmm. uh or any any person like you know to be like that type of per- i'm looking for this or that like i um and, and i've also n- never to the best of my knowledge have never fetishized like uh you know, just the act of quote unquote cross-dressing the act of like putting on the other genders, clothings or, or whatever. Like it has to be a little more than that for me. Um, 
yeah and, and i i have to also like want to be turned on by something i don't think i'm capable of just like sporadically being turned on by something um so that said it yeah my, my okay so my sexual proclivities i would say do involve uh at, or have involved i guess certain aspects of the tools used for gender or for identity for for identity like i i know this is like this is really hard to explain like i could just tell you like what sexually like turns me on but then it's also maybe do that then that's fine oh gee (laughs) okay um yeah i just i don't know how much i'll of this i'll want in the final cut um I, I would I would like to talk about like what fetishism yeah. is because it's the idea sure. of it goes like a lot deeper than the surface I think um, as far as what turns me on uh, it's very sorry, it's very abstract like I'm really big into God th- th- I'm this is just gonna sound fucked up like this is probably just getting it's not there's no such thing okay well you know this, this I, is the crossy ass podcast we don't say. <laughs> right, right. We don't say yes to to you know weirdness. We're all fucking weird. But gotcha. yeah, what is it? Well, so well, a lot a lot of times, a lot of times, my like sexual fantasies are just in my head. Um, when, As they should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When when they when they move out of my head, they typically come in the form of changing the space around me and creating like an aesthetic um (laughs) yeah and and this is why this is why it's weird because it's it's uh, okay well first first of all i don't i don't actually know where i'm at right now with this because now i'm now that i have such access to it even even this is tampered off like even like my regular like sexuality is is just kind of like diminished um, because it's, mm-hmm. I think it's just like, you know, fed properly now. But when it's active, I will, yeah, I, I'll basically set up a display of if it's not if I take it outside of my head, and a, a display that just basically exudes femininity. The idea is just being like surrounded in femininity and like surrounded in feminine effects. I don't. Yeah, there's it's 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 so void of like again body and people. That's why I like I don't know how people take it because it's I'm literally like building art installations out of consumer goods, and then that's what I get off on. Like, hmm. uh, yeah, I and then t- and then and then like I and then it like loses its power. Like it's after that. So yeah, I, I have no idea if I explained that well at all. So you need a, a almost a feminine milieu right around you, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's me. I, I don't know, I, I don't know. Okay, well, and mm. but then again, that extends to, and I'll say it probably thirty more times before it's over. The collective soul and like do the things around us that don't have a biological component also have souls, and are we just like meshing souls with those things and like 
taking them in mm-hmm. as, as part of our like overall existence that, that we call life and da 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 da. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so like, okay. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, yeah, I, I, I feel a little awkward, like, I, cause I, I don't even know if I explained it well. It, it, it's, yeah, it's really just like a submergent, submergence in the feminine. So, but there's, there's basically like two kinds of fetishism. And this is like where I think that like the rubber kind of meets the road. Yeah. Does it, do you want me to get into this? Like, I guess you yes. probably do. Right. Okay. So always. Okay. All right. So, so I love when you, I love when people are interested in what they would talk about. Like, yes. Why would I not want to be interested in what you're <laughs> right, talking about? Right. Yes. Okay. Um, so there's, okay. There's, there's a lot of like gatekeepers in the trans community uh, in regards to millions. Yeah. Millions of them. Yes. And, and, uh, <laughs> fetishization, fetishization is like a big, like land line in the sand for a lot of them. Um, that, that'll try to like put you outside the trans umbrella. If, if you, or a cross dresser because you fetishize it or whatever in, in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a like stigma I think that's attached. So that said, uh, that, that's, that is like a superficial way of looking at fetishization, which is basically to say that, you know, you're, de- a person is deriving sexual pleasure from like an object or an idea. So the thing is, Every fucking person in the world who has any kind of sexuality at all is guilty of that. Like they might not fetishize uh, clothing or might, you know, but, but they'll fetishize something. It's like if, if you have a staunch, like Christian never had sex before dude who like marries his young Christian bride and then they are going to the, he's going to carry over the threshold and they're going to like have sex on their honeymoon. At that point, he is fetishizing her. That is what you Mm. have to do to have sex. Like that's what you have to do to Mm. like put sexual energy on anything. So like I said, everything for me is, is kind of around aesthetic just as it is for them. really just as it is for any, anybody, but it's just like most people apply the aesthetic to a person. I just kind of, take the aesthetic as an aesthetic. So, so even if I'm not like thinking about body, I, I can like build an aesthetic and and I'm still, I I still would, I guess be like fetishizing femininity, like feminine elements, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a fetishization of yeah. Femininity in general, which is what, so many fucking people do day to day um Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. and it's like very like spiritual too it's not it's not just like overtly sexual um which i think i think those that sex is spiritual sexuality is spiritual but you know it's 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 still something i have to like put my head there like i i have to like willingly be wanting to submerge into the aesthetic and like willingly wanting to like find some sort of like deeper arousal or or you know an energy or spirituality or or whatever from it so yeah i I don't know where where i'm going with this right now as as things have changed and i you know am am like 
taking less pictures and like wearing like less wardrobe, doing less wardrobe changes, like when it's just becoming a more regular thing that is, is not as detached from me, not as foreign from me. Then, like I said, the like just general sexuality, like seems to decrease. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, (laughs) that's, yeah. I I I, th- I really think that it, it depends on access. Uh, like f- like the the amount we fetishize things depends on our access to them, and we don't fetishize them, or I don't fetishize them as much in like the day to day. So when I I didn't have the kind of confidence and hence access that I do now, like there was a time where I only believed it was a fetish, and I would like actually try to like introduce it that way. But then like I would incorporate it or try to incorporate it into like the bedroom and it wouldn't ever really work because like I didn't even really like sex in the first place. And it, I've like had relationships wrecked that way. And that's like mm. things that would like push me back in the closet because then because they would, I guess, realize that it was not so much a fetish and kind of more of an identity. So I don't I don't know to what point I answered the the first part of that i don't I, I i don't know if i look like a total asshole now after saying what i've said or if this makes sense to people but yeah that makes sense of it okay <laughs> I, I mean i get it i get what you're saying okay so um, so so everyone's going to fetishize something i don't know i don't know if uh yeah i i i definitely don't fetishize even the things that i do fetishize which are maybe adjacent to dressing up but then again it's just femininity so it's like what's the difference in fetishizing like a, a, a row of wigs hanging on the wall versus fetishizing like some actress that mm-hmm. died in the 50s but was in her prime in some movie you know it's like right all, all of that i think just gets way overblown because everybody 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 does it to something so so okay i I, i'm just trying to like clear out that there's that superficial idea of of (laughs) fetishization that that we've reached but there's a more like archaic idea of where fetishization started and i full on full on subscribe to that um and i don't know if you're familiar with that but like the 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 whole Mm -mm. what is that yeah like the term fetish comes from the idea of like honoring or like worshiping a spirit that like takes form in a a, like inanimate object so basically like the definition hasn't really changed but we've basically like started applying our own subjective morality to it and making it something like different or, or trying to make it something different than it was, but like so, like have you, are you are you familiar with like sigil magic? Nope. Okay. Keep explaining. I'm just learning. Okay. So, <laughs> so sig- sigil magic is like the purest form of fetishization because basically, what the way it works is you 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 take like an idea uh, or something that you want to accomplish or bring into your life. And you you make a symbol to represent it, and there's there's like a way to get to that point, which I'd be happy to explain if you really wanted to know. But you you turn this thing into a symbol so that you can basically sit it outside of yourself and kind of let it 
function as its own simulation that then runs in your own life, basically. So once you make these sigils, you have to charge them with energy for them to work. And of course, this is all, you know, not, I don't expect you or anybody to believe this is like some ironclad truth, but if you follow magic and believe in magic to some degree, this is like a big common thing. So when you make the sigil, you have to charge it with energy for it, for it to work. There's a lot of different ways to do that, but the most simplest way uh, is to fetishize it and basically to jack off to it. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that it's the most common way. So that is like the essence of fetishization. Sexual energy is like the easiest way to move to make that magic happen basically to to charge this thing that exists outside yourself that you're trying to reach a certain outcome from so so all the thing is like outside of a sigil all symbols every piece of art literature what whatever we create outside of ourself is actually a kind of sigil for something else we have like a technical term for sigil if you want to sit there and like make like a quick thing to handle this a concern that you have or whatever. But if you do write a book, for example, then as you're writing the book, you'll find certain things that you're writing will come to pass in, in your actual existence because you're, again, creating this other life outside of your own life, but it actually, you as the creator, will affect your own life. Same thing with like making art, whatever. Like if, if you... Yeah, whatever we create, that is that is what we will bring into our life. And essentially, creation mm-hmm. itself is a form of fetishization. So, um, mm-hmm. putting putting a pin in it there, you know, emotional emotion will come through creation. So, the things that we create, such as art, literature, we don't have to charge those things like we would a sigil by jacking off to them or yelling at them or whatever we we mm-hmm. it, it comes through just in our own like emotional processes that that make those things happen over a longer term because you don't just like paint a picture real quick normally or write a book real quick so you're literally like pouring yourself into these things and giving them that that emotional power but that emotional power that that energy has to has to be there to for for them to like have any effect on our lives so mm. looking at gender euphoria that that's one thing that it no matter who wants to play gatekeeper and say that you can't be this because you feel this way and whatever everybody under the trans umbrella has gender euphoria that's why we do it like right, right. so so who whose gender euphoria is like better than another is like that's that's such like a dick fight you know like what what does it even matter the difference is like what we do with that energy so like being being able to like realize one's identity is feel, feeling that gender euphoria that that is basically imbuing yourself with magic with with this with an energy so you can keep that energy in yourself or you can just go ahead and spank off and drive that energy right back out of yourself and i think that that is what that's what makes the difference for a lot of gatekeepers but they just won't 
say it or won't put it that way because yeah you can when when you realize your identity when you like are looking well even if it's not even realize if, if it's if, if it's any kind of fetishization honestly uh of, of again of like the archaic sense uh, like you you can take that power that that you that you you're putting in yourself by creating an emotional reaction from seeing yourself as the way you want to be seen or alternatively if we're speaking in terms of the more like superficial fetishism you know char- like charging yourself up by what you're taking into your eyes that like give gives you that feeling that makes you that gives you that that type of euphoria so once you have that euphoria in you you then have that choice to either go ahead and just expel it all right there into a Kleenex or whatever, or you can just move about your day and expel it 90 million other ways. And I, I think that the people that get it applied, like there, there's that, that idea from the gatekeepers that some, someone is, is fetishizing the, you know, the, I, I don't know what, what they particular, the, the complaint is that people are like fetishizing trans people or they're fetishizing the wearing of, of clothes that are designated for the other sex or what. But either way, just like popping out that energy, it, it's the difference of just popping out that energy like in the moment versus holding on to that energy and like progressing through your day. And as you, if you hold on to the energy, then that energy will like deplete over the course of the day. And then there's like no room for any kind of fetishization at, at the end anyway. But I, but I really think that's, that's, that's the ultimate line that garners the complaints from, from gatekeepers, but they only see it like one way. That was a really good answer there. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> I hope, I hope it was clear. Sometimes I feel like I'm just rambling and it's all in my head better than coming off my tongue. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll make it sound okay. really good. Really good. Wow. That's a lot of questions on the fetish thing. <laughs> yeah. But, I, um, I don't want to be associated with fetishism, but I like, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I just, I think people miss what fetishism is and like where it came from and how it actually works in our lives. Yeah. No, I mean, that was a good answer. So, okay. Don't know what else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Cross Yas listener, hope you're enjoying today's guest. But I just wanted to take a break and tell you about the Patreon. Now, what is a Patreon? Well, I'm glad you asked, even though you didn't really ask, did you? But I'm going to tell you anyways. Patreon is a service which allows me and the podcast to offer bonus content and extras for the Cross Yas listener. And by going to the crossyaspodcast.com website, you can see what we have to offer, which includes a digital print from my wife, Kirsten, bonus episodes, and a monthly empowerment cover song from my wife, Kirsten. There's also other stuff, but pricing varies, but all proceeds go to running and maintaining the cost of this podcast. So if you want to help this podcast continue running, help, help, send money. We need it. Just kidding. But seriously, consider joining the Cross Yas Podcast Patreon today by going to the crossyaspodcast.com website and clicking on the Patreon links on the sidebar. Thanks, and back to the podcast. <laughs> so clearly you've had tons of euphoria, it sounds like. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Still? Yeah. Yeah. But have you had dysphoria then? 
I mean, I don't know if you uh, talked a little bit about. Yeah, no, that dysphoria. that's that's uh, I I never really had dysphoria. Well, I I guess I've had some dysphoria in the past because I've had, yeah, I've I've made a few body changes in the past. Basically, laser. I've I've got laser on my upper torso, but like I'm Italian in descent, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I it's it's. It it didn't bother me really. I was just like I like I know that it's just I just kind of prefer it to be a certain way. So I yeah I'd, I'd rather have less hair than more. So and so I don't know. So I I don't know if that's dysphoria or not. But when I after recovering from the cancer, I, I definitely went through dysphoria as part of like my calibration. Like when I was like oh I'm I'm getting back to myself and was in going going overboard with it i would say because like not because it was out of control the fact that i did have access and you know was like uh wait what are we talking about i'm totally lost again i'm sorry sorry euphoria versus dysphoria yeah so i have i've not experienced a lot of dysphoria in the past i have experienced enough to have certain bodily changes done but nothing more than laser on the top half of my torso more of a preference than anything i probably would have been okay either way but it does help to not have to barely shave at all i did get dysphoria or dysphoric again maybe a month or two ago like all part of recalibrating because like, like i said earlier once i started to find my identity again after being laid out from the cancer i i was exper- i was experiencing gender euphoria like boundlessly but then it turned when i was still unsure of like where i was going with it here because again i was like do i want to transition completely like i i i really reached the understanding of how much of it really truly is tied to identity for me and oh my god my train of thought okay yes so yes so (laughs) you're such a writer you're yes. such a writer. Like you yeah. have so many things you want to write down and say, and I'm just like, get it there, girl. Like I'm just, I'm cheering you on. Okay. <laughs> Thank keep you. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So, so basically I, I had a period where when I would get dressed, like I would worry that there'd be like shadow, like beard shadow, even though I can get like, I can get such a, I like, I, I, yeah, I, especially now, like I went through trying like every razor and all these debilitories and like i was like i need to have the smoothest face of all faces and i've definitely can like i i have shaving down like perfect however there was a time where i was just like feeling like no but i can see shadow i can see shadow and i was like do i need to get laser on my face like i i know i can see shadow like da 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 and it was like so yeah I, i had like a minute there of like hard dysphoria where, but then it just calibrated out. And I just think just going through the world helps it calibrate out because two, two things happen. One, I thinking that I, I had shadow coming through. I changed my color corrector from pink to orange, which then gave me like yellow undertones and looked really stupid. And I was like, Oh, okay. I actually did look okay. And the other thing is that I realized I, if I want to, I can see beard shadow on literally any person 
in any movie at any time, no matter what their gender is. Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so probably that's just in my head. And when I ask my 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 friend who I said was like a mentor, like she'll always shoot me straight, and I have asked her privately about every time I've seen her about that. And every time she's been like, yeah, there's no shadow. So it just took a minute for me to just accept that. But yeah, I don't, I feel like I'm not so dysphoric, but just had a, just had a minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you sound better. So it's not like you know what you're doing now. (laughs) Are you a pro, are you pro makeup and stuff now then, or is it still like a work in progress? No, I mean, I've been, I've been pretty good with makeup for a while, but I, you know, I have my own process for it um, that I've got down Ooh. to a science. You know, I love um, I love writers' processes. What is <laughs> what's your process for makeup? Oh, it's it's basic. It's just color. Cor- I do pink color corrector, and then I do uh, it's it's uh, Max or wait, is it Mac? Is it Mac or I think it's Mac full full coverage foundation, and then I'll either like. I'll sometimes add more. I'll like I'll add like a liquid foundation on top of that and and powder no matter what. The only variable is that liquid foundation. Sometimes I'll use it, sometimes I won't. Just depends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Depends on like how long I think I'm going to be out and whatever. And then uh yeah, and then just I do eye makeup. Uh, that's like the, where all my attention to detail goes. And then like lips and blush and I I hate blush, but I still do it. But yeah, it's 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 pretty basic. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll color in my eyebrows, which I keep generally thin and arched. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, are you a heavy spender on clothes and makeup and whatnot then? Or do you, are you like minimal with all the shit that you have? Well, um, I run my store basically so that I can just buy everything I want all the time and sell what I don't want. Nice. So, what so, is yeah. your store? You keep talking about this store. What is this store, girl? Yeah. Or they, uh, or you, you do you care what I call it? They. Yeah, I don't care. the The, the store is called Inconstant Avatar, and <laughs> it's it's it goes through the eBay platform. But I've been doing it since 2013, and you can go if you go to inconstantavatar.com. That'll take you right to it. And actually, okay, this is like I hear people do this shit on like podcasts and radio shows all the time they they have a way now that you can make a coupon so i could actually like make a coupon code that people listening could put in and like get a discount if you were open to that so yes yeah i guess i i I guess on um i guess we'll just say the coupon code is cross yes at cross yes 2021 just in case Nice. And they mm-hmm, can just mm-hmm. type that in at the thing, like C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. Is that right? It's two A's? Correct. Yes, yes, okay. two A's. So cross yes, 2021. I'll, I'll, when we get done here, I'll go in and like set it up. Or I, <laughs> I guess I'll actually I'll have to set it up whenever this is airing. So we'll, I'll do it down the road. Sure, and I'll, sure. I'll write that down so I remember the coupon code. Anyway, I feel like I'm kind of living every dream that I've ever aspired to. I'm, I finally like hit it. And that's definitely like, one that I had as a child was to have a place where I had all the clothes and could just put on clothes left and right and change the way I look. And that was like, that was like a huge dream since like single digit numbers. And now I've like actually got a way to do that and I'm actively doing that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, it's literally what I said. I go out into the world and I buy lots of 
stuff and bring it back and pick out what I yeah I, I don't just buy what I like I also buy what I know I can sell but don't like but I'll definitely sort through all of it and pick out the things that I do like and if they speak to me and uh, then they can pass the final hurdle of being tried on and I still like them okay then they are mine and I still have 90 other things that I can put up there and make money off of Nice, nice. So, is it mostly just clothes and all this other stuff, or yeah. your store? Yes. Yeah, it's it's clothing. Yeah, it's it's pretty much exclusively clothing. My I I garden too, so I've I was selling like loofahs for a while. Um, I'll come across like rando things sometimes. I'll I'll throw up there, but for the most part, it's clothing. I'm real big on wigs. Like I love buying out wig stores because they're like furniture hmm. stores in that they're like constantly going out of business, but not really going out of business. And so you can just, there's, yeah, you can, yeah, I don't, I don't say want to give away trade secrets. I don't want to make people competitors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. but yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's always a wig store closing somewhere that is willing to like part with everything for cheap. Do you hate selling something or do you love certain things do you sell or I don't know that. So that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Uh, I'm trying to connect this back to what I said earlier about like, and Oh, I guess we're talking about fetishization about um, inanimate objects just because they don't have biological functions doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have souls. So I Mm. am a very, I get very, very attached to things that serve as memories for me. I'm not to the point of being a hoarder, but I am to the point of like, I do not want any gifts. I will not take gifts. I don't want anything else in my house. I'm only buying things that I have no memory with, like no special moment with that I know I can get rid of down the road. Clothing, like it's the one thing that I have zero attachment to. So that, that's, that, that, mm. that's what makes it easy for me to like work with uh, is because yeah, I can take it in and push it back out and there's there is no sentimental value even if it like even if i like the way it looks and it's the greatest shirt and even if i have had memories in in it if it doesn't fit then it's time to go hmm fascinating and what made you just deal with the store like what made you come up with the idea you're just like i have a lot of shit here <laughs> i should probably get rid of it or oh it's like yeah. a weird way to purge well, I, I, too i guess <laughs> if that yeah is well i i i do not purge yeah i'll never i will never purge uh, if I if I'm not selling it and making yeah any, yeah there's yeah there will never be a purge I I I do yeah I I don't feel that shame to purge ever good the the uh, but but what was the actual question though I'm sorry well, yeah what made you come up with the store like oh yeah did... so when when eBay first started back in the 90s like. Yeah. Okay. So I I initially got into eBay because I could buy wigs there. Because like when I you know as a kid, I had like a mom and a sister, so there was like feminine clothing around that I could I could use. But like wigs were a foreign, like special mystical thing to me. And like I I had I remember I bought like the first wig I ever bought was like from like Party City or one one like some store like that, and it's just like some bullshit and when eBay came along and it was like, wow, you can actually buy like wigs on here that are like real wigs that aren't just like some cheap $5 Walmart costume. Then I was like buying wigs. And then like, I, I, I don't remember when eBay started. I would have had to have had an income 
to do that. Uh, Probably the nineties, mid nineties, right? Well, I, yeah. I was I've been working since I was like sixteen. So yeah, so somewhere in there, I was I was buying wigs, and then I that's when I started like real like selling them as well. It was like that far back, and realized that I could actually could like buy and sell in the same platform and make money. But I didn't stick with it because I there was just so many other things going on. I would just kind of like casually sell here and there, just if I wanted to get rid of things. But as time went on, I saw more and more value in it from like the smaller cells, you know, that, that I was making. And I've, I've got a friend who uh, basically runs an all vintage eBay shop. And he like really like helped mentor me on that and show me like nice. how, how it works, like how you make it profitable, like what you have to do, like to like the, the mindset you basically have to take. And yeah, and I so 2013, I was like, well, I'm just gonna do this constantly now, and have not looked back since. Jeez, so you're like a cajillionaire now? Is that how it works? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's a one person show as well. I I I, ha- I have like hired people in the past, but I uh, basically, uh, yeah, it it's changed a. It's th- what I use it for right now. It's like my main thing because like main income because I'm trying to just exist how I am and and move forward without having to like work for somebody else and I don't have to worry about the mortgage and all that but it it has back then like okay so when I started in 2013 I was working a regular job and then coming home and doing that every night all night building it up building it up building it up and then that that also was like what I used to help get my mortgage paid off so I was cuz I was making about an extra grand a month off of that but then once once I had the money to pay off the mortgage, I like stepped it back and I was basically not buying new inventory, but just shipping out old inventory. Um, and then that's when I like quit my job, got a new job, wasn't as like money hungry. So I just kind of like let it go, let it go. Like a lot of my inventory got depleted in that time period. And then I got sick. And so now, so now I'm like, being able to reevaluate, I'm back like hitting it hard again um, and regrowing it. But for a time, it was just kind of this thing I had spinning in the background for that I could like ramp up if I didn't have any other money coming in. Um, and now I'm just kind of like getting the base of what I need out of it while also giving my time to like work on the current book that I'm writing and the website that I'm building and all these other things. Yeah, you're a you're in, you're a machine. You're doing so many things. Yeah, that's in my nature. I I yeah, <laughs> have always been. Yeah, I've got right. I've got albums. I've got another book. I've already written. Like I've I'm always have to have like my gosh something I'm taking to the end. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, there's so much more to talk about. Um, but unfortunately, I do have to go soon because I'm exhausted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but you, I don't know if you've listened to the um, you know the episodes and stuff but yeah i always yeah. end with the uh question of in the perfect world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender Harris, what does that look like to you yeah um it's the answer that everybody pretty much gives which is that ideally it just doesn't matter that people can dress however they want to dress and wear whatever they want to wear and there's no judgment cast upon them and honestly like just the breaking down of like this is for boys and this is for girls i think would be a very positive thing to see uh, in general that's 
my whole existence is dedicated to the idea of breaking down all the binaries, which I think as we evolve as a species, that's what we are doing anyway. And I think that we're probably in the middle of maybe breaking down the gender binary. So yeah, I, I think that that we just need to keep trucking and turn that turn the gender binary into a spectrum. And then once we get that out of the way, move on to life and death, which is the next one. Yes, yes. Eris, thank you so much. You already gave a shout out to Inconstant Avatar. Is there any other shout outs you want to give to any of your other social media handles or anything like that? Well, I would like to mention my book that people can yes. buy, but then Do I'm it. like giving, but then I'm like putting my absolute name like first and like I, it'd be very easy to dox me. So I don't know if uh, I, I don't know what the audience is. I don't know if I want to put my like first and last name out there quite yet because I know how things are locally for me, but out in the larger world of shittiness, I'm going to be a little careful for now, for now. Yeah. But if anyone comes on the discord and wants to ask me, I'll gladly tell them and I'm going to have the book free on Kindle probably when this airs. So people can just, get Oh yeah. Yay. Well, there you go. People join the discord. If you want to hear more from Eris and what, what's your um, discord handle? Um, Eris, so people can find you. Oh, are you? Uh, I don't. Oh, it's in constant avatar, with with some numbers after it. Yay! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some numbers. They can find you if you join the yeah, class. yeah which is a fantastic so. outlet, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think about it? How do you feel about joining? It's it's so yeah. I uh, I compare it to or the only thing I have to compare it to is like Facebook groups that are along the same mm. topical lines and those are trash by comparison um i think that there's they're like it's <laughs> a a the discord uh server is like very well organized so you don't have like the same five people that you don't know showing up 30 times a day with their personal pictures on your feed right, and you can right. choose what you want to see um but right. also it's, it's like just a good like supportive community i think that like people that are there i guess found it for a reason um anybody can just get on facebook and join a group and be shitty but like yeah i i guess the the discord chat feels a little more exclusive and i think people like value being there a little a little more maybe um, it's definitely like a supportive environment and just like yeah. an enjoy generally enjoyable environment, even if it's not even on topics that don't have anything to do with like transgender or anything. It's just kind of like a chill place to be. Yes, that's a pretty good description. Yeah, and I'm there. You're there. A lot of other people are there. Yeah, just hang out. Yes. Well, uh, Eris, thank you so much. Happy to have you here. We got you on here. Uh, pretty short notice too. It's like, hey, you want to talk tomorrow? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad it worked out for <laughs> real, for sure. Yes, yes. Well, if you need anything, let me know. I'll email okay. you a edited version. Uh, I'll try and piece something together, and um, hopefully, it'll be up by. I'll have something okay. by next week to send to you. Yeah, no, you no worries, no worries. Um, I just hope that it's not too scattered and giving you like problems to work with. I'll I'll okay. find something to work with. <laughs> All right, girl. Yeah, it's, I, like I said, I'm not hung up on it either, either way. Okay. All right, Eris. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye. 
And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was my curious conversation with Eris. What a story on Eris, right? From last week's episode to this one, it was a pleasure to have Eris on. You could tell Eris is very passionate about this stuff and probably a lot of other stuff as well. And Eris is just so well-spoken, it's kind of annoying. Not bothersome annoying, but more so that Eris has passion when they get into something, like really get into something. And you can kind of tell just how passionate Eris is when they talked about fetishes, as well as the inconstant avatar store. When I was listening to Eris go off on fetishes, it's, it's pretty cool to hear because I guess there is a weird connotation to cross-dressing as it relates to fetishes, but also just fetishes in general. Like, I agree with Eris, as you can fetish-size almost anything. And well, Eris spoke up about it, almost offended it in a sense, and I fucking loved it. Eris also talked about their store, inconstantavatar.com, which if you buy on Eris's Inconstant Avatar store today, and I honestly don't know how long the coupon code will last, probably till 2021, who knows, but use the coupon code CROSSYAS2021, that's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-2021, that's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-2021, and you'll get a little discount courtesy of the CROSSYAS podcast. You can find all sorts of stuff there to buy, so go on that website and check it out. But I'm absolutely grateful for Eris to come on the podcast and share what is truly a unique story of their own. You're going to really have to try to find someone who has a unique story like Eris, and maybe that's what I'm doing when I'm asking you, the Cross Yas listener, to come on the podcast to tell your story, if you haven't already, of course. You know you have your own unique story just like Eris, so come on the podcast and share it. Email me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast. Or let's chat on Discord and see what's up. But that's all for this episode. Remember, when it comes to your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender, no one cares. Well, as much as you do. So do whatever you want, wear whatever you want, and be whoever you want, within reason. Because as long as you're not hurting anyone with your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender presentation, why does it matter? Live your life to the fullest, authentically, and on your terms, because life's way too short not to. Be kind to yourself and one another, and try to live your life, with balance and without regret. I hope you, the Cross Yas listener, realize that you are loved by me and this podcast, so please let me know what you need so I can help you succeed. And another friendly reminder, if you enjoyed what you heard this week, remember to share this episode and the Cross Yas podcast with someone else, because if you found any of what you just heard helpful, Imagine what this podcast could do for someone else. But that's all for this week's episode. And until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. 